This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Uh, good morning, Wisconsin. Good morning here in the what's this? The, lounge. the Sound Lounge, the sound baby. Lounge here at the Midwest Family Broadcasting. Appreciate everybody showing up. Um, we're live now. Yeah, we're live, man. I mean, yeah, say, 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 say hello, Amon Green. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, <laughs> it is a normal morning here. <laughs> I walk in, they talking about strip clubs. Ain't <laughs> got a beer in their hand. We got beer. Oh, oh forget the whiskey, Amon. And, and a whiskey. <laughs> That's from Cindy over there, Amon. <laughs> it's like, oh uh, yeah, I'm at the right place. You know, I, thought <laughs> if I, I might be lost, but no. As soon as I heard that, I mean, literally walking into the door. I hear a strip club coming out of Ebola. Is there anything new mind. from us, though, Amon? No, it's not nothing new. Not nothing new. And <laughs> hey, don't forget breakfast, Amon. That, that yeah, TNT catering, they wait. don't screw around, boy. Cannot wait, you know. So um, last week, well, we had Washington come into town, into the state of Wisconsin. Um, was it Dwayne Haskins, Matt LaFleur facing him for the first time, Matt Pennon, or Mike Pennon, dealing with him actually for the first time. Young quarterback that is actually doing pretty well for his team. Obviously, the team overall – Obviously, they're three and ten now, three and nine coming into the game. But you know, something for I say Washington fans that got some hope for the future in dealing with the way Haskins at quarterback played through a tough injury. I believe he got his uh, ankle rolled on a little bit, but sucked it up and uh, went out there on the field and, how, and finished the game. I say, how hard is that playing when you know that you can't? Like Dwayne Haskins couldn't even plant to hand the ball off. How right. hard is that when you have to be yeah, out that, there and you know that your ankle's busted it, up? It's, it's tough. And a guy who I played with, Brett Favre, had probably a good a good five or six major injuries that he played with and a lot of it was uh known going into the week it was a thumb it was a foot um were the two major ones I remember doing my uh, career and a knee in one season and uh but all three of them came through um the knee was probably the biggest one whereas it was the biggest that that, caught, that brought the biggest doubt because it was a MCL sprain and we knew how mobile he is. And the good thing for us and for him, he had a bye, we had a bye week after that game. And it was actually against Washington. So they uh, they beat us. They actually, I think they beat us that game. But he sprained his MCL. And, uh, but that bye week, he was able to recover. And knowing him, you know, knowing Brett, he's a guy that what I remember him saying plenty of times, his dad would tell him, if you got to – I say you're not done playing if unless I carry you off the field. <laughs> so I know he was not going to miss any football game from a. Yeah, I think it was was it or, you or and, and we've heard it from other from other ex-packers that come that the the, the sprained ankle was the one right. We think about yes. the, the the broken thumb and some yep. of the concussions, uh, but the one that really am on that really stunned the most people was the sprained ankle, right? Because wasn't yes. it like he couldn't literally like walk like a couple days and like everyone's like the streak's done, this is it, it's over, good night streak. Favre's finally human, and then he was like, nah, screw that, I'm playing. No, yeah, he, in his mind, like I said, if it wasn't broke or severed off his body, he was going, <laughs> he was going to be in the game. There was nothing holding him back from being on that game, on that field. But, you know, we watch players like Adrian Peterson in this game. He, he sets a record. He's now in the top five or six of NFL all-time leading rushers, um, passing, I believe, uh, Emmitt Smith, but is about to catch up to – let me see here. I think it was uh, Eric Dickerson. So he's not far from doing that. So he took that in a great praise, even in uh, a loss. You know, I actually, I experienced the same thing. When I came back in uh, 2009, I was 46 yards from um, beating and passing Jim Taylor. And it was against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We ended up losing that game, so it was a bittersweet situation. So I understand that situation for Well, go through your head during that. You break a record, but you lose. It's just, it, it's like bittersweet because you're out there to win the game. Do you celebrate, like, Privately, like you're like, yeah. Privately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for you, yeah. For you, Ebo, yeah. Privately, but yeah, it's one of them things that is like, ah, oh, man, you. For the for one reason you're out there is to win, and the icing on the cake is stats. So if you have great stats or you break a record, it's hopefully you can get the win. Just make it taste a little better going down at the end of the night when you're laying down, about to go to sleep. And but it didn't happen that you know for him, but for his career, Packer fans know how great he has been overall, you know, against Packers, against the Bears, the Lions, through his careers when he started in uh, Minnesota. So having him, you know, pass that, them guys up, a guy that I, all them guys I definitely respect and were my, I say, I say, I say leaders, guys I watched growing up, you know, Walter Payton and all them guys. So hats off to him being a fellow running back. And uh, on the bad thing for Washington, the, the young running back, Darius uh, Juice, or uh, Geist. No, we're going to go no, with no, Juice. Remember, we decided we're going with Juice. So he, uh, 
he, uh, Every time I say juice, it's guys, but it's juice. Yeah, he hurt his knee again, so hopefully it's nothing serious um, that he could be back here in the next couple of weeks, but we don't know. But uh, but we know that the Packers got some uh, big games coming up. One game we'll talk about here in a few minutes here. But for the rest of that game, Kenny Clark, um, Kyler Fracco continue to wreak havoc. You know, the, I, I like the development of Kenny Clark. We'll talk about that later. But Kyle, Kyle, uh, Kyler Fracco as well, he last year was the sack leader and now has come into a situation where I'm pretty sure a lot of offensive coordinators, offensive linemen are uh, game planning to make sure they keep, out, keep him out of the backfield. And they kind of have, but we got Smith and Smith. We got the Smith bookends that have pretty much took over the sack job um, and done a great job, you know, in um, free in terms of free agency with with Gutekas bringing them two guys in, just knowing and scouting them guys out, you know, having the NFL scouts to know to say, hey, these guys' contracts are coming up, and it sounds like they might want to leave their teams, and so enough they were able to tag these guys off of free agency, and now having them on the roster is is it's been outstanding. So now. Moving forward, when we talk about the next, this big game coming up, Bears and Packers, is how can both offense and defensively stay consistent playing at a high level coming against them? As we know, records don't matter in this game. You know, I played in this rivalry. Records don't matter. Yeah. We could have a bad season. We could be going out of the playoffs. I remember the Super Bowl year for these guys, for the Bears. We were 8-8 eight and eight that year. That was Mike McCarthy's first year. Well, Amon, hanging out with Packers, all-time leading rusher, Amon Green. You knew Amon. Look at him. He tried to sleek in here with no one seen him. Oh, He's got five plates of food over there. There's, There's Nelly. Nelson. You knew Nelson would find his way in here. Oh, uh, what's up, uh, But I got to ask you because Nel Nelson, see, I I'm the – I'm the Aaron Rodgers apologist. I'm the Matt Lafleur defender. Oh, okay. Nelly and Ebo come after me. That, that's all right because there's got to be. No, a, you're an Aaron Rodgers apologist. That's fine. There's got to be balance to the force. You know, right? You you understand Rise of Skywalker coming yes, out. Yeah. If oh, there's if there's yeah, heaven, there has to be wait. a hell, right? If there's a dark side, there has so to be a force. Side. There's yeah. a light, right? The light side. So I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm Luke Skywalker to Nelson's Emperor Palpatine when it comes to the Packers. Palpatine. Palpatine, sorry. Yeah, right, bro. But I will yeah, give right. them this. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. I don't have control. You know, Star Wars and other stuff, you better get it right. That's all, all right. I say. So the three of us had a spirited debate on the Packer offense earlier in the week. Okay. Look, they were beautiful in the first quarter, right? Two touchdowns. Correct. Redskins go three and out. You're up 14 nothing against a bad team. Everyone at home saying, see, told you, bad Redskin team. Packers are going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. And then the rest of the game happened, and the offense, yeah, a good sound effect, Ebo. That's basically what it was. So, you know, I'm never going to apologize for a win in the NFL, but I understand right. where these guys are coming from that for three quarters the offense was pretty putrid. What's your takeaway? Because obviously it's going to have to be better on Sunday, right, against yes. the Bears than it was against it's gonna Dwayne be, Haskins it's and the Redskins. Be, yeah, right? it's got to be heads above hills better against the Bears and the Vikings and the Lions coming up, being an all-rival divisional games. I mean, when you look at the team stats, the team stats across the board – both teams, 18 first downs. Both teams, uh, I say it's only a minute difference in time of possession, which is always huge. It's 39, 30 minutes to 29. 29 minutes Washington, 30 minutes to uh, Green Bay. Um, turnovers, both had one. Both quarterbacks got sacked four times. So when you look at the stat sheet, you'd be like, man, actually the score says, says a lot. But as you, you kind of sense watching the game, as a and, and, and players playing the game, the Packers playing the game as well, that they, kinda, they pretty much had the game in control because they knew what Washington had and what they didn't have. They didn't have – they got a young quarterback. Young quarterback means defensive coordinators don't have to really game plan hard to stop him. You just got to kind of mix up your coverages to see is he developing reading coverages on the run when he, when he snaps out of the huddle. Now, Mom, let me ask you, I mean, when we're watching it as fans, you know, when people just, you know, fly on the wall, you can – I feel like momentum is real, and you can feel it, but as a player, yes. is momentum a real thing when you're on the field? Can you feel like a game slipping away from you, or do you feel like you have this game in control, like you're dominating these guys even though the score doesn't say? Yeah, it, momentum is a, is a true thing. It's bigger at the college level. It's more prevalent. It can really happen. It can happen early in the game. It can happen later in the game. But NFL, you have momentum changes. It's like, uh, like waves. One play. It's, like wa it's like waves on the beach. You know, you got high, you got high tide, you got low tide. So... When you have those moments, and as pros, reason why I say that you have them like a like waves on a beach is because a pro, myself, or guys that are playing now, they know how to deal with that momentum. They know how to deal with okay, we just had a big turnover. What do we need to do next? Now hold on to the ball, or don't throw the ball to the other defender. But then now get back to our what we know is offensively or defensively stopping the team, converting first downs, getting the ball in the end zone. Then you so you mentally know how to work. And then you got coaches, and then it's not. 
soul. I say it makes it a lot easier when the coaches are up your butt too, <laughs> because you know. So do you think there's? Uh, we had a Twitter poll. You know, there, what's yeah. wrong with the Packers' offense? Is it play calling? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is it? You know, the wide receivers, to me, just continued to be, you know, that they just can't get open. Or right. the fourth choice was, dude, this team's 10-3. and three. They're in first place in their division. They got the two seed in the NFC. Why would you say there's anything wrong with this team? They're 10-3. and three. How would uh, Amon Green, because I'm sure you voted in that Twitter poll and reshared it and you <laughs> talked about it on Twitch Sorry, and TikTok and everything else. How did Amon Green? My bad. Yeah. No, I, I know I. you did. No, you don't have to apply. I know you did it, buddy. Um, what, were you vote? what did you vote in that Twitter so, poll? So to your point, to your question is – it could be what it is. It could be, you know, are these guys – will we find out with the games being played? Are they just paper tigers? Is it just all stuff that's typed on the internet or written in the paper and you're reading the stats? Or are they legit? And that's what – that has to be real. It can't be paper tigers right now or, or, or uh, I say Facebook heroes. I learned that term the other day from my son in terms of people <laughs> talking behind their writing on the screen. Yeah, there's a lot of those exactly. these days, Yvonne. Exactly. So – they have to be real, especially here in three weeks. Playoff starts. Everybody's record goes to zero. What you did between September and December doesn't matter no more, only for playoff positioning in the bracket. That's it. So you have to be consistent. I'm mean, Like I just mentioned, you have to be a team offensively where you, when you have the ball, you're going down the field and you're getting points, even if it's a field goal. Points, ca points count and points matter, as we saw last week against San Francisco and 49ers. There was a lot of points in that game. It was wild. A ton of points in that game. I had Drew Brees, and I benched him on fantasy, so I'm sick right now. <laughs> and I'm out to my playoffs, so I'm done. So I know that's not a good <laughs> feeling. But, uh, <laughs> but it's something that when this playoff football, this is the time you need to be getting revved up. This is the time, like I mentioned last week, this is the time you, you know, here in Wisconsin, we go out early, we got to warm up our cars. If we don't have them electric starts, you know what I'm saying? We got that five to ten minute warm-up time. This is that five to ten minute warm-up time for Packers and them players in the locker room. And they know that. Aaron knows that. He said, he mentioned in interviews, we have to play consistent football from this point moving forward because you don't want to start come January 29th, 30th, or, or, or yeah, th those months, those days, because it's too late. You want to be warmed up now offensively, defensively, and uh, special teams. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you something that's not football-related, but it sparked my uh, uh -oh. sparked me, and I know my wife Jen's listening right now. So Jenny says, hey. Hello. So you said the automatic start. I don't have an automatic start in my car. <laughs> Jen does, but she also gets to park in the one garage spot. Ooh, <laughs> of course she should. <laughs> what? She should. But she's got an automatic start. It don't matter. So I got to go out without I got to start my car. I don't even get the garage spot. I got a shovel. Can you tell her to give me the garage spot? You're from the Midwest, son. Okay. <laughs> you better eat that. You better put on that. So that, I, that, I'm that, not going to get the garage no, spot then? No, no. Damn it. If that happens, then hey, tell I, I, Jen, I had to try. Me. I had to try. Call me and tell me. Let me know if Evo <laughs> makes you park outside. We got, we got, I'll deal with him. She's got a Jeep. It belongs outside. I'm on. Come on. Hey, Evo, that was no a excuse. Forever, man. That was a good try. <laughs> That's hell of a try. I will say that. Hell of a I try. Think if anyone had any pull, it'd be you, I'm on, so I guess not. No. No, man. You guys, it's cold. It's not that bad. Actually, weather's nice down here. It's a blizzard up here. Yeah, it's balmy, man. It's just, man, we had like I'm five minutes for one advantage. And, and, and final thought for this segment, Amon, and then we're going to uh, turn our attention. Obviously, a pretty good rivalry game on yeah. Sunday, Packers Bears. I think I figured it out. We talked about this last Friday, right? Aaron Rodgers called on Packer Nation to basically get loaded before the game last, last week. Like, yes, yeah, I he's like, drink about your that. PBR, yes. drink yes. your Miller Lite. He gave a shout out to all the sponsors. You know what we missed on? If Aaron Rodgers had said, drink your Carbon Four Fantasy Factory, people yeah. were way more drunk. Come yeah. on, Green. They just weren't drunk enough at Lambeau Is that what Field. It was? What's the yeah. alcohol level? I got the on this. It's high. Enough. Just don't don't worry about man, it. It's you not just, even you know, eight o'clock. I'll, I'll take care of that part. It's of not it. even eight o'clock in the morning, man. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like some Come of my, you know how we like my college here. roommates, man. From <laughs> Nebraska. It's man. it's five o'clock somewhere. You know that. A.M. You mean? <laughs> yes, it. Is. And you can't be drunk all day if you don't start in the morning, Amon. True. I was. We were hoping like a true Wisconsin. Wait, we were prom. Hey. We're promoting your show. I'm like, I got to get here early and have this first drink at 6.02 so Amon can get properly. Amon, they just came out. We had to test them. <laughs> that's, that's good. Crazy. I mean, that's not yeah. bad. Quality uh, control. I'll take that as a good delicious. excuse. That's a very good excuse. Wait, what, what's your final takeaway on that? We talked about a little bit. I mean, that was that was awesome, by the way, Aaron Rodgers, right? Because, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers, beer chugger. Hey, it, but Aaron Rodgers calling on other people to drink beer. I love it. Well, it's hard. Well, yeah, it's interesting because you go back to the offseason, and he's at a bus game, and we everybody saw. I mean, if you didn't see it officially when it happened, 
but you saw eventually because it ran over and over on Facebook, social media, internet of him chugging a beer, but then had to take a break. I'm like, wait a minute. You've been in Wisconsin since 2005 and you can't one shot a beer when you're on camera at a bus game. I already knew when he didn't finish that beer, he's in trouble. People are going to give him a hard time. And then either in the same shot or the next game, Bukatari did it. Yeah. I was like, he could trash talk the rest of the year. He, he, he pretty much has the mayor. He has the key to the city for a long time. With him bringing that up, there's a, what was that for? That was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Come on, Ebo. <laughs> All right, we got to talk Packers, Bears. It's the oldest rivalry of the NFL. Yes. This guy's playing some big games yes. with the Bears. We'll That's talk the greatest story. rivalry of the NFL. It's the Amon Green Show. Give me a round of applause. Yes. We're coming right back. Yes. Yeah. This is the Amon Green Show. Brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, have you had breakfast yet, Amon Green? No, no breakfast yet. Get, I what, had a little bit. Actually, they got little, the What the French uh, Joe special next, over there for next, you. Next break, I'll go over there. It's kind of hard. You know, have a mic in my hand, eat some good French toast. Yeah. I can smell the, the French toast and the bacon over there. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. TNT Catering. Shout out to uh, TNT Catering. All right, yeah. we are uh, in our sound launch today with Packers all-time leading rusher, Amon Green. All right. Packers, Bears, Amon. I mean, look, they picked this game over the defending Super Bowl champs to start the season. That's how much the NFL believes in Packers, Bears. Take us through when you first got to Green Bay, when you were traded, and you you walked in. That first time you put on the helmet and the jersey, and you're in the locker room, and, and the team, and, and you're walking out for Packers, Bears. What does it feel like? Is it How different is Packers, Bears, than anything else you played in? I mean, it's different from the start of the week to the end of the week. Um, and you just hopefully, as you know, being a sports fan and being a player, you just hopefully we come out the victor because if we don't, we're going to get harassed by the fans and the media and everybody else if we don't win, especially in, here in, in Lambeau. But uh, I knew coming in early. I mean, I remember my first season here, and the first rivalry divisional game we had on my season that year was, uh, I believe, Minnesota. And I just learned real quick by Wednesday, Mike Sherman being our head coach, how intense a rivalry game was to just, you know, playing the Eagles or Washington for that matter. Um, it was a big difference. Like, I remember walking out on the field the first practice of that week on a Wednesday, and Coach Sherman was already, you know, his sphincter was tight, I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> is that a technical? Is that a coaching term? That's a, that's a term. A tightened sphincter? We, we used very loosely, very loosely around the Packer organization at that time. And I'm like, he's yelling at guys in practice hadn't even started yet. And I'm like, man, Did, what's Didn't you say on? you had a story like you were taking your garbage out? I got that story. Hold on. Up. Hold on, Evo. I have Sorry, AG. Sorry, AG. But he's I'm just excitable. saying, Coach Sherman, when, so when I, like, he's at practice, and we hadn't even started, and he's already in somebody's butt. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is an intense week. And then we're not even – this is just Vikings. So I'm like, what's – in my head, I'm like, what's going to happen when we go against the Bears? When that's the big game I remember growing up watching. And so when that week came, and it didn't start with – like I'm going – here, you know, Evo is about to tell my story there. Uh, I won't tell it. I'll but, let you uh, tell it. So going – I mean, this is – I'm not even at home. You know, I'm, I'm not me at uh, Lambo. I'm at home. And I'm walking out, taking the garbage out. This is on Tuesday. This is our national NFL off day. Um, so I'm taking the garbage out to the curb. And kids, it was later in the day, actually. It was like 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. I guess school just let out. And I, was, I lived near De Pere High School. So De Pere High School kids are going home. So the car is driving by. They said, hey, Marguerite, you know, go pack, go, and all this fun stuff. And then the Bears still suck. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, they take this serious around here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just taking my garbage out. I'm like, I'm not even, I'm like not even worried about them. It's Tuesday. I'm like. Do you, I mean, do, do, do you share the same sentiment when you're playing for the Packers? Like, do you feel the vibe like the Bears still suck, or is that just more for the fans? It's more for it. I, for me as a player and experiencing it now as a broadcaster, it's I believe it's more for you guys, for the fans. It's and it's a good thing to grab onto because I'm a sports fan. I mean, yeah. I grew up in you know I grew up in Nebraska. I grew up in Los Angeles, California, so I understand rivalries. You know, Rams and Raiders and Lakers and Clippers and UCLA and UC, USC, and then moving back to Nebraska. Nebraska, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Colorado. So I understand it, and you and it's and it's it's fun. It makes the game more interesting because then if you have a friend who's a Bears fan or vice versa, you could trash talk them, whatever. Who's you know? AG's biggest rival? Um, I would say in terms of players. Yeah. Um, well, I knew a couple of guys, and I got some fun stories there. So I knew Brian Erlacher once you know when he got drafted on that squad. Actually, he got drafted there the same year I got traded here. Mike Brown, the strong safety, during that time we were college teammates. 
And so me and Mike Brown were tight. We were like brothers, you know. We played on two national or one national title team and and did some great things in Lincoln, Nebraska. I get here. He gets drafted, I believe, second round to Chicago. I get traded here that year. And so the first couple games, I, I can't remember that season if it was here or in uh, Chicago, but either way, it doesn't matter. That's when it started. Mike Brown took it upon himself. I guess he was really feeding, feeding into it. Being in Chicago, I guess they talk about it more, or they're on the they always on the bad side of, of getting their butt kicked or whatever. So it was really in stinging in his head. So every pregame, he would come up to me during pregame and basically rattle the cage. Hey, we're gonna sack you. We're gonna we're gonna get in breast face. We're gonna knock your quarterback out. I'm like, oh really? I mean, we we we're gonna make you fumble the ball six times. I'm like, really? I'm like, we call it what? We we teammates. It just Shake your head. Hey, man, have a good game. You trying to just take me out? Oh, okay. No problem. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say, I mean, that's a good story, Yvonne Green. I thought with the Twitch and with the video games, I thought you were going to say your biggest rival was some 12-year-old that beat you on Call of Duty last night. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh. I, I think laughing, I, I laugh at the guys online who I play. Just last week, the guy, I'm playing, I'm playing Halo. I got a actually a new combo T-shirt on. It's a guy I know. That uh, he sells his apparel. He's a big Halo fan, as myself. But I'm playing Halo like three nights ago, and this guy is on my team trash talking me. You suck. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're on the same team. <laughs> I'm like, what's up? I'm like, so I. So that's something. That's one of my missions in life is to teach uh, gamers. Hey, better. You gotta have better teammate skills, man. Better leadership skills. <laughs> You can't be trash talking your own guy. Well, do you also coach a video game team too? I uh, I uh, volunteer at Bayport High School yeah. up in uh, the and Ray that Mary. blows people's minds. That Amon Green, the Packers all-time leading rusher, huge hey. video game guy and huge nerd because yes, you're, you're fine big, with that. Big time nerd and a big video game coach team. too. Yes, and actually the team plays down here on Saturday. The varsity team plays Overwatch, and they're ranked number one in the state. How do you coach that? Don't. I just I mean I play the game and yeah. so. I'm a, I'm, I coach, and I've been a player long enough. When it's not broke, don't try to fisk it. They're so good. I just like, you need some water. You know, you need to. <laughs> it's, a, it's a ton of Hot Pockets right. and flaming Hot Cheetos and Red Bull. Right, you guys are training your asses off this they're, week. They are good, you know, and they're really very good at Overwatch. So it's really, And I watch their gameplay, and they actually communicate very well between each other because that's the biggest thing. It's no different than football. You have to communicate. The biggest, I say I relate it back to my experience on a football field. Between the, the time I <clears throat> got in Green Bay from 2000 to about the 03 season, which is our best season on the ground, rushing the ball as an organization and as a team and as an offense that year, what a big difference was the way we changed up our meetings. We began meeting the running back group, meeting with the offense alignment weekly, every day. And that was because um, Edgar Bennett had took over, had actually came in, wasn't the full-time running backs coach, but he was kind of assisting with Sylvester Crooms. And so he made the suggestion, hey, coach, let's have the running backs go down to the old lineman room and meet up with them so we could learn, you know, what they're looking for in us as a running back so they can know how to block on certain plays, on power, on isos, on toss plays, stuff like that. And once we did that, it was a big dramatic change because then, like, I remember talking to Marco, talking to uh, Mark Tauscher, Chad Clifton, uh, Mike Flanagan, Mike Wall, when they, they're like, man, you know, I don't like to hold my block long. And I'm like, oh, so that means to us, we need to get the ball and get going. Don't mess around in the backfield. So that translated real quick to me. And then Najee and Tony saying, once we, we knew that, you know, and or certain plays, like they would tell me, I remember the Raiders game that season, and everybody knows that game because that was the game Brett's dad passed away um, the day before. And I remember halftime of that game, Mike Wall comes up to me in the locker room with everything else going on, he tells me, he's like, Amon, <laughs> serious. I don't know how you're getting the yardage. We're getting our ass kicked out here. We, I can't hold the block for nobody. I'm like, great. That tells me where I need to run the ball. <laughs> because if you're not holding your block, you're getting your butt kicked. No problem. I'll go left or right when I see certain run plays. And that's what the case was. And so we, that communication was a big difference for that season. And then obviously moving on. And that's the same thing these kids have on the Overwatch. Joy with the with the keyboard. And, I love and look at that. You just, bridged, you just bridged NFL. That, the video how good of an analyst is he? He exactly. got to video games to like, Brett Favre like, playing yeah, the night yeah. after his dad died hey. in the same sentence. Hey, and, and, and that, trust me, I get that look. When I walk in, hey, yeah, I'm the coach for Bayport. They like, <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, Amon, 
talk, talk about another uh, broadcast uh, term. It, it, you know, it's a tease. You, you never uh, tweeted out something about kissing titties, did you? No. Okay, no, that's I, good. I, I was Mr. You, you let's never start, took let's a start there. I'm married, so no. This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What's up, Joe? We're back here on the Amon Green Show, live on Twitch. Live on 96.7 FM here in Madison. And what's that? You 10? can now add the Joan Ebo Megaplex because we just bought yeah, we, Joan we Ebo Megaplex. the uh, sound lounge. It's now the Joan Ebo oh, sound lounge. Oh, that's what it is. We took it over. Y'all yeah, we own name it now. On the, on the, top of the, the Joan Ebo Megaplex featuring Amon Green. When we walk in like this that. thing here. So we get first billing. So we're talking about the young quarterback down in Chi-Town and uh, if he's going to be the guy he's been the last three weeks winning football, you know, playing good. Using his legs at the right opportune time, and will he be effective for them and not their Achilles heel? So that's the question. We we went to uh, going in and going out of break there. Um, for myself, as a player, it's like I don't know. I've seen so many different faces of Mitch. It's like, what are we going to get? And what I say, what the Bears team is going to get? Because we us as fans as and media is like, hey, we just got to watch the game, but. You want, I mean, it's interesting to see, like, with the last, the game I watched on TV a few weeks ago where he was he got pulled out early and you thought his season, you seemed like his season was over. Matt Nagy's hugging him, you know, whispering, you know, whatever in his ear. I don't know if it's motivation or it's like, hey, man, you need to move. Well, Chicago, I don't know. Chicago media was asking, like, well, should they trade him? Like, do we need to trade Mr. Bisky for someone right now? I mean, I wouldn't say that quite is the point. I, was, I would go back two years ago, three years ago. You shouldn't have drafted him in the first round. <laughs> they traded up. Let's go there. I mean, let's start there first because you pass up Pat Mahomes. You pass up Deshaun Watson. They traded, they traded up to right. get him. You know, one, one so spot. Mitch is about – he's a guy that should have got drafted, but more like second, maybe third round, a developmental project because he can't read coverages. The first game we saw against the Bears and um, Packers in Chicago was the fact that the Bears – or the Packers didn't rush him. They kind of stalemated at the line because – they wanted to keep Mitch in the pocket because they knew he was a dangerous, dangerous runner. So they made him read coverages, and he doesn't have confidence doing that. It comes in time. I mean, you go back to Dante Culpepper. You go back to Tom Brady that didn't start their first few years or first games of a regular season their rookie year. Dante Culpepper didn't see the field to his third year behind Warren Moon, behind Warren Cunningham, Randall Cunningham. But then once he got on the field, we saw because he had three years to develop. He could learn from the quarterback's mistakes. In this situation with Mitch and some other quarterbacks that have been in this situation where you get drafted first round, you're like the savior to the team. You don't want that's not a good feeling. The only thing good about it is you got a lot of zeros in your bank account. That's let, it. Let me ask you, Amon, what's the step from going from college to the pros? Like how as much how much how much grind well, just as a player, how much grinding are you doing for playbooks? How much grinding are you doing for watching film? Like what is the step? Man, if, as a quarterback, it's I would be be honest, it's hell. Because you literally have to know everybody's position on the offensive side of the ball and what their assignments are. Not So not just your position as a quarterback. Wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, tight end, your left and right tackle, your left and right guard, your center, your fullback, and your running back. You got to know all their assignment for every play in the playbook. Like for me, I was just I just needed to know what I needed to do on pass and run. Certain plays, I got to know what the tackle's doing, what the offensive line is doing on certain run and certain pass plays. But Quarterback had to literally know everything from all 11 players, including themselves, and then audible change up if they see if a cover two safety is up to a cover three or they blitzing with no safety. They have to know on the spot, okay, we're going to go here with the ball. So that right there doesn't just happen in one season, eight games. It takes time. And so for Matt Nagy, he has work to do to make sure he gets him. There's no fast no quick fix for this. You can't go. You're not gonna hit up at Jiffy, Jiffy Lube real fast to get the tire fixed with Mitch. It's gonna take two, three years. I mean, he's there. He's at three now. I believe three now. So it's time is taken for him. A trade. That's harsh. Injury happened. Then it's easier. But if he's healthy, you can still work with him. But you gotta really put the time in with the uh, with the with Mitch to get him there. But for Packer, you know, Nation and Matt Pennon, hey, they know. They kind of know his his stoppage. Stop him at the O line. Make sure don't let him run the ball because you see him when he runs the ball. Then the pass, 
I mean, with Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, with mobile quarterbacks, it's a problem because now the defenders are like, okay, am I going to sit back and sit in the zone or I got to rush the line, line of scrimmage because this guy's going to pick up a first down. And that's a dilemma for, for a, defense, a defender, basically. Hanging out with Amon Green at Simon Green Show. Should we, should we open up the uh, questions? Anyone got a question? You guys want to ask questions? Go ahead. Uh, Ebo will we'll hook you up with a, with a microphone. I'll, I'll be the roving mic if yeah, anyone Ebo's wants to. Yeah, going to be just... like our, our roving mic. All, All right, right yeah. hook him up. While Ebo does that, let me ask you this, Amon, because yeah. you're talking about momentum. Uh-huh. Um, and is it, it a real thing? So three games in a row the Bears have won. Now, they haven't beat very good teams in that three-game win streak, but it's still right. a three-game win streak. How much stock do you put that into the three-game win streak for the Bears? Uh, not much stock. I mean, the combined record of the three teams is 28, 49, and 1. Okay? So they're not going to playoffs. None of those teams. So not very much stock in those wins. What I, as a player and as a coach, you will watch the game and just say, all right, what are the Bears doing good? And then what do we need to do as a defense to stop them? You know, so... You see Mitch is running the ball and throwing the ball good. So, okay, same philosophy as the Packers went into that first game of the season with the Bears in Chicago is that same philosophy and mindset. And since then, the defenses have now gotten into where they can understand how their team, their offensive side of the ball is going because they know sometimes they're not going to score. So that defense knows now, okay, we got to hold a little stronger because when those victories happen, there was those key points in the game where – Mitch didn't get the ball in the end zone. They couldn't kick a field goal, so defense got a hold a little harder. When you have a better offense, you can do what you're doing, kind of like here in Green Bay. That team has an offense that's putting up points. So that defense, it can't afford to make one or two drives, make a mistake, but then make up for it later. Either offensively is going to score points, or defense could get a big sack or a big uh, interception or turnover or something to get that ball back into Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones' hand on that offensive side of the ball. So, question. So speaking of blown first round picks, uh, uh, let's talk about Rashawn Gary real quick. Oh, you know, oh I, come on, you man! There's a Nelson Plant in the audience. Is or your you last name Respect, kid? Rashawn Gary. Go oh ahead. my! We're Gil- you were supposed to bring Gilbert Brown today to sit on oh, Nelson and then that's eat true. him. That's Damn it! True. So Rashawn. Nelson, Gary. was that a plan by you up there, Nelly? Did you do that? We don't know. I have nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, right. Until proven guilty but, in the land of America. I mean. With Rashard, I mean, his rookie year, um, I believe, little Nick Nick nicked up a little bit, but I would say it's still, he's still, I mean, he's a first, he's a first year guy. The good thing is, he's in a position on defensive side of the ball where there's guys in front of him. It's going to take time for him to get there. He wasn't that one in a generation talent that's going to just boom come into a training camp and just take over. But he's a guy again, kind of like a Mr. Biscuit. It's a developmental guy. And then obviously, if you're not, if you're hurt. You can't do nothing. You can't pull, prove what you can do. First round, second round, a third round pick. So that's the, the one thing for him is just stay healthy, moving up to next year. And hopefully in playoff he's healthy because then he can make a, make a name for himself and make some static for the poison teams there. Right, we got Mason over here. Mason, what's up? How's it going, Batman? Thank you. Good. How you doing? All right. Can you rank for us all of the coaches you've ever played for, including college? In terms Ooh. of? As far as uh, Coach IQ. How Coach well I, they understand the game and I was good so question. Great question. That's That's a deep I never had that question. Hey, I always say we have the smartest listeners of mine. We do. Oh man. Okay. I'll have to start from so football IQ. I would start with uh Mike Sherman, uh, Tom Osborne. Or no, Mike McCarthy. I'm sorry. Excuse yeah. me. Mike McCarthy. Wait, wait, there you Mike go, McCarthy you number one? Mike McCarthy number one. Coach Osborne number two. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Mike Sherman. Highly successful. Three. And then Gary Kubiak, I had him in Houston. And then Dennis Erickson, I can't really rank him because he was in a bad situation. My rookie year in Seattle, we, we started the season 8-8. Eight eight. Fin- I mean, starting the season 6-0, and oh, we finished the season 8-8. Eight and eight. But when the back of your mind and the media is always talking, basically, if you don't make the playoffs, you're going to be fired. That's kind of hard to coach behind, I, I believe. And that's what he was dealing with my rookie year in Seattle. So Dennis Erickson was one of my coaches, too. So I'll say, but he had a kind of a raw deal. But that was my – I'll say Mike McCarthy, Tom Osborne, Mike Sherman, Gary Kubiak. What do you think of Mike McCarthy? He made national headlines this week, you know, saying he's, he's ready, he wants to come back, that he fully expects to coach in the NFL uh, in, in 2020. 
Um, okay. You know, I look, I, I thought he kind of got Ebo's like, you know, this is a kid I'm in a candy heaven. store. He, his his brother started the damn Mike McCarthy fan club, I'm on, for God's sake. So he, he's probably it's not going to sleep for the next two days after that question oh, and comment. Man. It's going to be my ringtone now, your voice <laughs> saying that. Oh, <laughs> what, what do you think? I mean, what did you think of McCarthy and how it ended? And do you think he will coach again? And do you think he'll be successful again in the NFL? Um, Definitely. I'm surprised he's been actually out this long to be honest. Um, but I believe he will coach again, especially with that statement, because the world would need to know if he's ready to coach. And I think making that statement obviously says that. Um, but in terms of his IQ, he's my number one because I remember sitting in film, sitting in meetings, offensive meetings, and how he would break it down year one with Brett and Aaron. And a lot of what Aaron does and his habits started with Mike McCarthy because he used to tell him all the time, you know, live to the next play. That means take a sack. We see him do a lot of that. You guys don't like that. Or throw the ball out of bounds. We see him do a lot of that because that was preached to him, reminded to him every day. And trust me, I'm a running back, so it didn't even uh, uh, matter to me, but it was in my head. I'm like, live to the next down. So he's going to probably not you know, throw the ball out of bounds or he's going to take a sack or run around and make something, try to make something happen. What, what do we see do? Uh, Aaron do his first three, four years, run around, throw the ball out of bounds, get sacked a lot. So, um, thank that you. was the, what they were preaching because in, in all instance, he still has the ball at the end of the play. And then the next play you can make up for, we saw that Dallas a couple years ago, in Dallas playoff game to Jared Cook, what happened? Got sacked the, that play before that big throw, got the first down, Mason Crosby kicked the field goal to win the game. So that was part of the philosophy of Mike McCarthy, and that's just coaching football for a long time, which he had. In his Very life. intelligent yeah. uh, comments right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Amon, I mean, uh, other people are going to ask questions. I'm going to ask a question. Hey, I played football for 12 years. You know? uh, yeah, come on, bro. Let's go. <laughs> you know exactly what you're talking about. I better. You were doing your show rundown to us, and I had the same question um, that you kind of proposed for your show that you sent last night. Why is Aaron Jones have had big games? The Packers are 4-0 and right. just 20 or more carries. Then why has Aaron Jones had not so big games? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting. I don't know. That's so that's the question I'm asking. So why that happens? Because sometimes the focus from coaching staff in terms of game plan and the team your your opponent you're facing might come up, um, and also it's the unknown common opponent. I say unknown opponent and common opponent. Your unknown opponent is the teams you really don't face a whole lot, like the Chargers from the AFC West. What happened in that game? Um, Philadelphia, too, from the NFC East, which we know that division, man, you don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be like 2009 with the, the NFC West when nobody had, had double-digit victories, but somebody made it to the playoffs. That's what's about to happen in the NFC East with Dallas, uh, Philly, uh, Washington, and the Giants. It's interesting. But to your point, it's just the fact that uh, hold on, I got lost. I got lost, I lost track of mine. I was well, thinking, I was talking too much. That's okay. I I do the same thing too, especially with this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to excuse. Let's shout out to Carbon Four. No, it's uh, Aaron Jones. Why is he have a good, oh. like big games, and why if he had not so big games? And so, but then it's also like I said, the common unknown appointment. Then them defenses. You got to remember, we're it's the NFL. These are the one percenters athletically on the football field. So they're going to show up to play, even though their record might state that they're not good as a team. But individually, I mean, as a player, you they say to say, look. I got to prove to myself or I got to prove to my teammates, hey, I, or I got to prove to my family at home because my brother's calling me, harassing me, hey, we're getting our bus kicked, and, and it's on you. So players show up and have been also, you know, shutting down Aaron Jones. And so Floor has to know that, has to see that, and has prepared for that because playoffs is coming up. And this is where defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, head coaches make big money in these coming months. If they shut down a guy like Aaron Jones and Rodgers, then it's going to be good for their team. But also, flip side, Matt LaFleur does good game planning. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Marquez, and all the receivers, you know, Alan Lazar coming up. You get those guys in the game plan the right way, and then it continues to be – he continues to impress in his rookie season as a head coach. All right, you ready to uh, give your game day prediction? Tell where, what keys to the victory. Hold oh. – oh, that, that's teasing, man. We're, Hold we're teasing. Oh, we're, build, we're teasing. We're that teasing. Up. Okay. And that's important. But you know what's way more important, at least to me? How excited you are for Rise of Skywalker oh, next week. Dude, that's what. Dude. I mean, the Packers, that's okay. But, dude, it's all about freaking Star Wars next week, Amon Green. So, we got to talk about that, yes, too. Is. This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And, Amon, you had a, a great question uh, from Twitch. By the way, give uh, for the folks here in the studio audience and everyone listening, if they want to follow you on, on all your, your platforms, how can folks uh, get, get in touch with Amon Green? So, what you can get me 
get on touch with me on I'll say online social media is uh mind green 30 all one word at twitter and instagram and on twitch is twitch.tv forward slash amon green tv i've been streaming on there uh for four years in march or so almost four years and that's where I play, play video games and talk Packer football. And, All right. and a little Husker football. I know I'm in Madison. Ooh, who, no. I'm going to wear my Husker colors, <laughs> even though they're the same colors. There's a different letter on the helmet. Rumor is they turned the Husker colors to black and blue because they're getting no. beat so bad. No. <laughs> stop it. Stop it, Evo. Stop I'll see it. myself out. <laughs> stop, it. stop it. Just stop it. All right, hey, so you had a real. <laughs> I can take it. I've been in Wisconsin since 2000, almost 20 years. So trust me, I can take that. Do you think Scott Frost is going to buy the Huskers rings for going 5 and 7 this year? Well, they're like, stop it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Stop it. All right, no, I, I'm I, not I, giving you nothing on that. <laughs> You're not getting nothing on All right. That. No. A hot rumor going around in the NFL this week involves Odell Beckham Jr. and the Packers. We had a question coming in on uh, on your Twitch account. Go ahead. Yes, Free Eagle 911 asks, what are my thoughts on OBJ possibly joining the Packers? I'm like, uh, I, just, I saw this yesterday, and I say early thoughts. I mean, it could happen. I mean, it wouldn't be – I would hope it wouldn't be a bad thing. Because we know how of a, how of a diva he is. Um, he's a phenomenal athlete. I would say that first. Phenomenal athlete. He can do some great. He has created a trend. There's a lot of kids in football catching the ball with one hand, which I hate as a coach. Catch the ball with two hands. Okay? <laughs> two hands, look at the ball all the way in. You're not OBJ. You weren't catching the ball since you were probably 11 with one hand. And you don't have a 13 and a half wingspan in your, from your pinky to your thumbs. So catch it with two hands. So that's why <laughs> I say... He could do that because he's special. He's, you know, he, certain, you know, athletes, we have one thing about us that nobody else has. He has that. I tell my wide receivers and running backs, no, you catch the ball with two hands. <laughs> You're not OBJ. Let's not do that. So with that, him come, with him coming here, it'd be another threat. You know, you have Devontae Adams. We know how he is. And then with these young guys that's been, you know, stepping up. I mentioned Marquez, Allen, Lazard. So those guys, along with potentially, you know, OBJ, it would be something interesting. Just well, you were there. What if, as in the yeah, Marvel comics, you were there if. during the Randy Moss, right? And, and Brett Favre, you know, went yeah, yes, publicly dirt the day before the draft and said, "I want," because Randy Moss publicly said he wanted to be traded. And Brett Favre went on record said, "Make the deal." Yes. Packers didn't do it. He ends up going to, to New England, and him and Brady rewrite the record books. Yes, uh, you know, it's that. been the knock on the Packers right for twenty years. You you have these Hall of Fame quarterbacks surround them with talent. Devontae Adams is clearly a great talent, but, you know, the, the notion of, you know, even when I had this discussion the other day, is it the chicken versus egg? Does the, the quarterback make the wide receiver great? Or, my God, can you imagine if you put Odell Beckham Jr., if you had have put Randy Moss with Brett Favre 15 years ago, what it would have looked like? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what side of that argument do you come in on? Um, I say I come, I come kind of right splitting it down the middle because it is just more than having him on the roster is how he is in the locker room, how he interacts with his teammates, how he interacts with Aaron, you know, how he gets along in the town. It's a lot that goes on in making a team great because I already knew as a player what was going to happen in Cleveland this year. Not, you know, it was really a wait and see. Because in offseason this time last year, or, or I say not even this, I say two months from now last year, so when it was February, everybody's like, Cleveland's going to do this, Cleveland's going to do that. It's like, okay, you got great players but it's you got 11 guys on that field or 20 I say 22 53 man roster 22 guys on both sides of the ball that have to get along first they got to like each other they got to respect each other they got to want to deal with each other on a daily basis and cuz it was teammates in my locker room in Seattle in Green Bay in Houston and even going back to Nebraska I did not like everybody but I did, I had to respect them and if you don't have that respect for one another that's where it starts first regardless of how Many, you know, how many, how you could catch a ball or how fast you are. You gotta, you gotta basically at least like, kind of like somebody. Be like, all right, I'm gonna go out there and do what I have to do to win games. Do you think you and Randy Moss would have been buddies? We would have been buddies because we, we actually, me and Randy, we would have been good because we were friends. Even though he, he mooned your ass, Amon, you know, when they that scored. Was, <laughs> that was unfortunately whoever is in the north end zone. And Packers yeah, what'd you fans, think of the mooning? I thought it was funny. I didn't even know what he was doing when it first <laughs> happened. I just thought, I'm like, oh, he's just. I saw a Vikings fan with that tattooed on his leg. I was Randy like, Musk mooning Lambo Field. I was like, Field. he's doing something silly. He's doing something to a Packer fans. But in full disclosure, y'all know why he does that, right? You know why everybody, does anybody really understand? So when Randy Moss did the mooning of the Packer fans, of course it was a big, oh, he's mooning the fans. He's being disrespectful. No. First blow was by the Packer fans. Unfortunately, 
Packer fans actually moon their the away team's buses when they're coming out of the locker room. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin! So they're all gassed up on this stuff. <laughs> so actually, Packer fans threw the first blow. They threw the first stone. They threw the first cheek. So Yes, Packer fans threw the first cheek. So Randy Moss is just returning a favor. He said, hey, y'all hey, do it to us when we lose or win. I'm going to do it to you guys. I didn't. I found that out. You <laughs> did it to the Gophers. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's the story behind that. Wow. I'm like, how you know? Who's the yeah. biggest diva you played with? Biggest diva? Is there a guy like, or or you knew is like, ah oh, man, this guy is a diva. Um, like on the Odell Beckham Jr. vein, or is no one kind of like say, it? Uh, fortunately enough, in Green Bay, there were no divas. Everybody was team oriented. Everybody was on the same page. Even in our in our rough seasons, you know, my first year we were nine and seven. We were on the, pretty much everybody was on the same page. It was just a new team. You know, I got trade I got traded in. We drafted we had a good whole bunch of draft picks that played that year. You know, Kabir Baja, Mia Miller, um, Steve Warren. Um, just a, a new team then growing up. And Mike Sherman's first year, even in Mark McCarthy's first year in 06, again, a team in transition, rebuilding. Um, Aaron got drafted that year. And, and then the questions are, you know, what's the clock on uh Brett's career with Aaron being drafted? It was all that going on, a new team, and three, four years later you saw what happened. Um so, for, you know, for for myself, you know, just start over again. I kind of lost track. Question. Just a diva that you oh, like played against. Right. So, um, well, you go back. I know to, you're not no diva. We go back to Seattle. You're the opposite of a diva. No, I'm opposite. I like to smack a diva in the face. Yeah. Uh, really, to be honest. You run through me all terrain. Football. All terrain running back. There's no, through you. no place for that in the locker room. Any so sport. has the game changed? Could could Odell Beck, could in this version of the NFL, maybe different than yours, could he work in this version of the Packers? This version, yes, I think he could. Um, he he could work in our vision too. It's just you couldn't come in being so diva-ish. He might get you know roughed up in the locker room because a guy by Gilbert that could go find Nelly. Oh my <laughs> guy, when are you gonna? By the way, when are you gonna make I, that I totally happen? Forgot. We I need, need to get, get Nelson back down here so but, we can but see him. I would say back in Seattle there was a diva there, um, and he actually off the field, tremendous guy, great family guy, great guy off the field, like I said. But on the field, another. It was another. He was. Bruce, he was Hulk on the field. He was Bruce David or Bruce, David, uh, Bruce Banner off the field. It was uh, Ricky Waters. Ricky, Ricky Waters. Waters. Career, 10-year career, Super Bowl with the 49ers. He got free agent. He was free agent my rookie year to Seattle. He was the big money running back. And off the field, we would hang out, go to his house, have a great time. We were jolly old good buddy pals. <laughs> on the football field, we, me and Michael Black, we were the rookie uh, running backs that season at the – Seahawks had drafted. And one game I remember distinctly, we were playing against the Denver Broncos. And, you know, Denver Broncos, they were rolling. This was their – that was the first year going to for their first Super Bowl run. And so they got Terrell Davis, John Elway. You know, they got a squad. And then so we had a drive. And it's like third, fourth game in my, in my rookie year. And I didn't know I was going to play a lot other than special teams, which I did. So we're driving, and I guess we're not moving the ball. So coach puts me in. I'm like, get in there, you know. I'm like, all right, it's like, oh, cool, I'm getting in this game. So I get in the game, get out there, first down. Um, next play was a, a, a fake, I, it was a play action, I fake, nothing, you know, um, incomplete, incomplete or whatever. Next play, first down again, when I'm, it was a draw play, I picked up like 20 yards. And the coach just does like this, like stay in there for the rest of the drive. Then eventually we get stopped, punt the ball. I come back to the sideline, my teammate, Ricky Waters, is sitting there like a five-year-old. <laughs> How <laughs> did what you doing out there? Why are they blocking for you like that? I'm like, why are they blocking for you like that? <laughs> I look at Michael Black. You know, we're rookies. Like, um, you want to handle this? I'm like, I, I don't know. Because we're, we're teammates, that's their job to block for me. I didn't say that. I wanted to say that. I didn't. I just kind of like, uh, They're I don't doing know. Doing the job. I just said I don't know. So that was so that was one guy. But like I said, great guy off the field. But just on the field, he was a different guy. And kind of like for me too. But it was in a good way, you know, because I was. You put my helmet on. I was not the Amon that you usually saw off the field. Like now, you're the Batman. I was. I it was. I was in Bruce Wayne Batman mode. It was all business. Hey, speaking of, bring you over. Pick up love man. man. That's a great story. Hey, speaking of great stories, hanging out with the Packers all-time leading rusher Amon Green here on the Amon Green Show. I I I don't know if you saw the uh, the comments from Aaron Rodgers about Brian Urlacher. Apparently, Brian Urlacher is a Hall of Fame potty mouth 
uh, when he was playing. Oh, yeah. Give me Amon Green. Well, and no. Please don't, because I don't know if Nelson's ready to dump it. And <laughs> What? What is going on? What? That, that, that. Yeah, don't understand. Yeah, Nelson, yeah. Nelson is some kind of party. Sorry, I'm not going to talk about Nelson anymore. I mean, uh, shout out La Movida. Uh, <laughs> don't say anything. What, like you know, oh. what what it was. But what did was there any you know uh, what what was some of the, maybe can you church up what some yeah, of the worst okay, things no, that were actually, said to you? Actually, me and Brian we had PG conversations. It was actually good, even though it was his job to stop me and my job to run him over. Um, the few times that we spoke, I say really the one distinct time. We're playing this when uh, the stadium in, Soldier, in Chicago was getting rebuilt. We had to play in Champaign. Um, apologize to all the Packer fans. They had to go down there for that, um, for the extra drive. <laughs> um, and for us, too, because it's a college town. It's like, man, I thought Green Bay was boring. This is boring, too. You know, it's like, man. No no, no disrespect to my my, um, my hometown right now. Um, but that's the, um, that game, he got a – I had a, good, a couple big plays, and I remember – I hit him, got a couple yards, got a first down, I believe. He picked, he actually helped, helped me up, and he's laughing. He's like, dude, <laughs> you just knocked the stop bubbles out of me. I'm like, I didn't expect that. Okay, cool. Does trash talking that work? Was it. That I was mean, it. Does that it was work? It. Or do guys just love it because like it's like you know any given Sunday and they all want to be like you know Shark LeBeau for the uh, Miami Sharks here? What's up? Or does it really, it, does it it really works, work? It works if you know the player. I wasn't that guy. I was Bruce Wayne. I was Batman. You read the comic books. Batman is is very not funny. <laughs> He's really he even the even the Justice League. I think you're pretty funny, Amon. Justice Leaguers would be like, dude, get a sense of humor in the, in the, on some of the pages you read. But so yeah, I was that guy. So Warren Sapp was the, our villain, and he tried to get in my head, and I was like, Warren, give. Would you up. say he was Warren Sapp was the Penguin was, to no, your Batman? Was, Just because he was like Penguin's a bane. Kind of bigger? He was a bane. No. Oh, hello, Amon. But come on, you're not gonna carry the ball today. You're gonna fumble it three times, brother. Great, <laughs> great impression of. of, uh, of I was born in the darkness, Amon. You merely but, uh, adopted it. <laughs> but uh, the villain, but Warren, Warren could get in Brett's head like that. I mean, and most guys really could. Brett Favre would yes. Brett D. Brett Favre. But 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 to 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 his defense, I would say Brett though was a big kid out on the field, so he was just having fun. So he he thought, okay, this is just this is happening. I'm gonna have a little fun, and I'm gonna go back and forth with Warren a little bit. But I'm like, dude, from what I'm seeing, it's working. I'm like, because you, you last possession you did this, you know, you get, come here. I'll grab his jersey. Get over here. I'm on. I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, no, you're not. Get your butt. <laughs> get the play. Get the play from Coach Sherman. Call the play. Focus. Warren, you be quiet. Oh. I'm like, oh. It'll just be funny. 